0: The US 10-year yield finally hit the 5% mark as Fed President Jerome Powell told investors yesterday that there is evidence of persistently above trend growth. But the rising US yields didn't boost appetite in the US dollar, interestingly. Nor have they prevented investors from buying more gold into the weekend as we are approaching yet another potentially gory weekend in the Middle East. So welcome. This is Swiss Coats Daily market talk. additional evidence of persistently above trend growth or that tightness in the labor market is no longer easing could actually put further progress on inflation at risk and could warrant further monetary policy tightening in the US. So these are not my own words. These are the words of the Federal Reserve President Jeremy Powell, who talked yesterday at the Economic Club of New York. And, well, yes, the fact that the U.S. consumers just won't stop spending their money and last month's blowout 336,000 new non-farm job additions in the U.S. aren't obviously comforting the Federal Reserve in the idea that they won their fight against inflation because they just managed to have a slower economy. On the contrary, the latest survey of consumer finances, which was released by the Fed yesterday, showed that Mr. Jerome Powell and his friends' efforts to help Americans go through the difficult pandemic times actually paid off big time, and the median U.S. household net worth actually rose by more than a third since 2019. So since 2019, because the survey is publish every three years so i'm now talking about a gold worth data here guys and the median debt payments for the americans as a share of income also fell to 13.4 percent so that was the lowest seen in the 33 year history of the survey duh with such a big jump in americans net worth the rising yields didn't apparently impact the americans much So that's kind of good news for the Americans, but bad news for the Fed. So this could also be because the Fed took a huge amount of debt on its own balance sheet, mind you, to let her help the financial markets stay afloat, as you know, and even rise from record to record during the pandemic months after a first uh, decline. And, And guess what? The Americans who own a whole bunch of stocks got even more involved in the financial markets during the pandemic times as the share of Americans who actually own stocks So it could be individual stocks, or it could be stocks in mutual funds or in their pension funds, rose to 58%. So two-thirds of the Americans, almost two-thirds of the Americans, own stocks. And let's remember what happened to the US stock market since 2019. The S&P 500 rallied more than 70% since January 2019, and that rise in the S&P 500 directly helped American families get richer Then the US economy grew more than the European and British counterparts. I mean, it grew significantly more than them looking at the Financial uh, Times chart. So yes, if you are looking for evidence that the US economy is doing okay, well, you won't have a hard time finding evidence. Now, of course, the flip side of the story is a bit dirtier. All this wealth and all this growth in the US costed us something to the Americans and the rest of the world because their debt exploded i mean their national debt is now above the 33 trillion us dollars and rising every single second as i'm talking here it just like continues to go up and you and i we pay for it and on an individual basis all americans have more than hundred thousand dollar in debt that again you and i have happy uh, financing for their well-being and their spending and in comparative terms well it's nearly 130 percent of the u.s gdp Now, the US is not the worst. Italy's debt to GDP is around 145% and Japan's debt to GDP ratio stands at an eye-watering level of 284%. So the rising yields, even in Japan, make the interest payments on this huge amount of debt, almost unsustainable for what you call rich and developed countries. So that's a risk, that's not cool. Rich and developed countries are partly rich and developed because they have this huge debt. On their shoulders and on the rest of the world's shoulders because just because their debt is considered safe. But this week, that safety of the US sovereign bonds, especially for the long end of the US yields, has been put to question from investors around the world because despite the rising tensions and the carnage in Gaza, and despite its swift flight to safety, the US 10-year papers got aggressively sold off and the US 10-year yield finally hit the 5% mark after rising by around 35 basis points since Monday. Now, that was unexpected, I'm telling you. So the reason why the US debts got smashed this week Could be because of the strong retail sales data that we got from the US that actually followed a strong NFP read and a stronger than expected set of inflation data that was released since the month started, which both filled the hawkish Federal Reserve expectations and boosted the yields. While a hawkish Federal Reserve also means higher interest rates and the continuation of QT in the US, the US Treasury on its hands, issued more long-term debts to balance out the amount of short-term bills that they had already issued so far this year. So the higher supply also weighs in, probably. And it could also be that the US is now expected to help Israel in its war in Gaza and continue to help Ukraine in its war against Russia. And all that money means more debt for the Americans in a period of swelling fiscal problems. Eh We, oui, you can spend infinitely, but that, that brings along some headaches. So anyway, whatever it is, the US initial jobless claims that was released yesterday came in below the 200,000 psychological mark and further filled the sell-off in the US treasuries because it further boosted the so here we are, the US 10-year yield is at 5% level for the first time since 2007 and it is, needless to tell you that this is actually the first time that I have seen this in my career as I had my master's degree back in 2010. In the shorter end, the US 2-year yield remains steady around the 5.15% level this morning. The gap between the US 2 and 10-year yield is now narrowing. And we haven't seen recession in the US just yet, which is absolutely amazing, mind you. Now, Bloomberg's Simon White raised that. There is sufficiently compelling evidence that the US and perhaps the rest of the world as well is likely to enjoy a cyclical upswing before the next economic downturn. Woo, that's good news. And the co head of the Brel Marquez fixed income team at Morgan Stanley in Boston, well, he says that the US 10 year yield is now at a good entry point now you do what you do with the us 10-year papers i also think that the 5% yield on the us 10-year papers is not too bad and we talked earlier this week that you take a relatively low risk compared to rewards that you could actually get by buying the 10-year papers in case of a further rise in the US yields. So voila, that's it really. In the FX markets, the US dollar is surprisingly calm this week, whereas obviously you would expect a bit more movement in the US dollar amid the surge in the US yields. But But no, because all the safe haven money, all the safe haven capitals are now flowing into gold right now where the price of an ounce exceeded $19.80 level this morning and the purchases could actually accelerate into the weekend as investors will be certainly seeking safety going into a weekend that could eventually potentially bring more carnage in the middle east unfortunately. In energy while crude oil is now above the $90 per barrel level and has more to rise obviously due to the fear of supply disruptions in the middle east due to the war in gaza and the The dollar-yen is uncomfortably stable near the 150 psychological mark this morning where inflation in Japan came in higher than expected but still fell to a year low and that actually softened the Bank of Japan's hawkish hands. So this is all for this week. I'm Ipek Özgadeşke and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful and supportive messages i hope this episode of market talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you so please do not hesitate to leave your comments your reactions and your questions below as usual and follow us on instagram on x and on linkedin for regular market updates and of course subscribe to our youtube channel for daily market comments and don't forget to like these videos to let us know that you actually enjoy these videos so i will meet you again next week and until then good day trading and have a lovely weekend